Hello, and welcome to Lessons of the Green Man. This is Session 2. I'm your host, Malto. Please note that this series comes from personal viewpoints, and I will be stating opinions on matters as I try to give relevant information to you so that you might decide how you wish to go forward with your own spiritual quest. Adult language is advised. This session, we will be focusing on some of the common ideas of paganism, discovering some ideas that can be seen over a few practices, and delving into places where one can learn more. Let's look at some basic ideas today, and we will focus on, we'll say, five tenets for now. These ideas are just common ideas that will reflect against Wiccans, Pagans, Norse, Celtic, all spans, if you really choose to. The first of our five tenets is nature and ecology. So, most people in the pagan community are heavily heavily nature-driven. The need for nature spans throughout the history of humankind. We are a product of the world, and in turn, we as pagans worship and lift up nature to the rightful space it deserves in our lives. Trees can be seen as sacred. We have seen this with the history of the Druids, and we have seen the rivers flowing, and water has been seen for sites of cleansing, such as the Ganges. Volcanoes can be fearful and respected by the tribes near them. The temples that have been constructed on mountainsides listen to the air as it whispers secrets. We are the ones that love and respect the connected feeling of life to one another. The respect of ecology and knowing we are not alone as a life form on this planet. So, to sum it up, we believe in the forces of nature and protecting those forces. This includes whatever work we can do to clean our local communities or going further out and trying to save the rainforests. Everybody has a point in the life spectrum, and we are all interconnected. Our second tenet for the night, balance. Light, shadow, yin, yang. As pagans, we look at the way things have to equal out. Balance of all forces in our practices should be an important goal. Please note that I use the term shadow work. Oftentimes, people will say things such as white and black magic. This is actually a racist idea. The way um, this can be seen in the way people project images such as a white witch and the black witch. So for this respect of all, it's best to say light and shadow. These are old terms, and many people still hold to these terms. Please try to remember that some terms come from very negative impacts. So, light and shadow always works out a little nicer. To continue on in the topic of balancement, in saying only love and light is to limit yourself. This is a gross overload of projection and can have repercussions in your life. I know, I skipped ahead a little. So let's go back for a second. Many pagans kind of have 
a nouveau hippie vibe to them. And in such, they tend to say, love and light, I refuse to do shadow work, only blessings on those around me. You have to have balance. Without the balance, things get a little cattywampus. You'll see more negative effects in your life than you anticipate. Now, that's not to say that someone should go out and make a sacrifice or something just to appease into shadow work. No, no, but a hexing happens every once in a while, whether you like it or not. So, remember, it is about balance. So, we'd have to again go back to our first tenant and look at nature. Look at the cycles of the seasons. Specifically, we're going to go with Northern Hemisphere, East Tennessee. We do have mostly four seasons. Let's first look at the solstice. You have, in June, the longest day of the year, but there's still a night. In December, you have the longest night, but there's always still a day. So even with these, you have to remember balance might be a little better to go to the equinoxes. Perfect balance of day and night. And you can balance an egg. We have to respect these practices, and we have to respect these ideas. Without them, they don't fully complete us, or we them. Tenet number three, self-awareness. This is a tricky one. Um, as one starts to research paganism, there is already, to some degree, the need of the self in the spiritual quest. There are other things, though, that need to be thought of, such as mental and physical health, position in life, goals that you place for yourself. Most of these are addressed when you go into any new direction, but generally are really important as you plan your spiritual journey. The stressors of life and have a strong presence and dictate some of your actions and your development. So as you're researching your path, keep the thought in mind, how will this help me in my growth? How can I learn and adapt to this path? I would like to go back for just a moment and talk about mental health. Mental health is seen as a very heavily influenced item. Um, how can we put this? You know, Joan of Arc had her bells, which was the voice of God. Add to it, many people that are in the pagan community have, in some form, experienced trauma, but has so has everyone in life when you think about it. Remember, though, that if you're going to practice, it is your path. And you can use that to help in your healing of these past traumas and these past afflictions. However, also note, if you're planning to go into a public space and you're planning to work with others, be that a public ritual, a coven, that semi-public, you know, remember that you are reflecting yourself. And as you reflect yourself to others, you're putting an influence on their energies as well. Everything is interconnected. 
so you need to always be prepared and always observe your own mental health as you go in. The same can be said for your physical health. If you're running a fever or have COVID, I can assure you there's not a lot of covens that are going to want to meet. Always remember where you are in yourself, especially when you are working with others. That rolls into our fourth tenet, self-accountability. This is a rather important topic in my eyes. When practicing paganism or witchcraft, be prepared to hold yourself accountable for your own actions. Specifically, in paganism or witchcraft, the concept of sin and the actions controlled via dark forces are not really there as much. So one cannot simply say, well, the devil made me do it. Most pagans don't believe in the devil. You have to remember that you are the voice for your path, your calling, and your being. This is a time to remember what I do reflects me and reflects those around me. So one must be ready to face the consequences when one does any spell, work, or rituals. Does that mean the threefold law will be there? That's only if you believe in it. Whereas that is a primary idea in the Wiccan read, it does not hold sway to other pagans. So to best sum it up, let's quote Terry Pratchett's best witch, Granny Weatherwax. The trouble is, you see, that if you don't know right from wrong, you can't choose wrong. You just can't do it and live. That's a pretty strong statement. But when you look at the activities of the world, and you look at what you bring into the world, it is fairly accurate. You have to know what's right and wrong. There's no playing around saying otherwise. So, please, remember your self-accountability. Hold yourself to a high standard, and remember that others are there for you. Our final tenet tonight will be community. Alone you are strong, in numbers even more so. Solitary practitioners can be aided in times with the work of others. Building up your pagan tribe will help you with additional resources. Friends, to use as sounding boards, relationships that bond you to your faith in ways you would be surprised by. The best part of this, you can control who you wish to be a part of this with. Sadly, that does not mean you won't meet a few who are questionable, but learning from mistakes helps with growth. Each person is their own journey. Just be sure that they are not trying to dictate your path as well as your own. Some things I, something I always tell myself when I work with others or take on a project with anyone is a simple quote from Aesop. A man is known best by the company he keeps. Remember this. Remember how there has to be balance. And you... Are responsible for you. In a coven, you becomes a collective. In a public ritual, you becomes a collective. You are represented by those around you and those that you keep by you. Sometimes one or two may show up. It happens. You know there'll be drama, there'll be things said, 
these things happen everywhere. It's up to you whether you want to keep that person in your life or interact with them. So, by all means, follow your path, learn your ways, and remember, you're not alone, but you are accountable for your own actions. Please, there are many good people in the pagan community who will gladly listen to you and give you advice. It doesn't mean you have to take it, but it does give you a chance to hear a different viewpoint. So now we come to some ideas of what it were. We have had some ideas of what it is to be pagan. And now we need to be curious about where to find others to speak with. A good starting place, generally, is a simple Facebook search. If you are in or near a city, simply type in the city name and pagan groups. You can look for a pagan pride group if they're in a larger city. Often they have communities and members that will talk to you. If you're worried about something being public, there are also private groups and secret groups that you can meet with. Finding them can be a little trickier, but again, if you search online, you have a good opening and then they'll be able to give you further resources. Google, Twitter, Instagram, everyone has information. It's always just a click away. But if you're feeling adventurous, sometimes you can find local occult stores, holistic shops, independent bookstores are a great resource, and other smaller niche markets. Not only would you be gaining information and knowledge of your area, but you can also help and support local businesses. So, Google and Twitter, Instagram, all these places, Facebook, they are great resource tools. You can find events. You can find what's going on. We're no longer trapped by a few websites, which Vox, which sadly passed away recently because they no longer wanted to or was able to handle the, the service. Um, these, these resources are there. And for the most part, as long as you're online, they're free. You can find people, and people can find you, if you wish for them to. But again, always keep an open mind. Today, we've had a smaller look, a little in-depth look at a few ideas of paganism and witchcraft. And the next lesson, we'll be discussing researching deities and literature to help build your library. I want to thank you so much for joining us today on sessions, or lessons, <laughs> of the Green Man. I hope that you'll continue to enjoy each episode. And I hope that this is giving you a little hope and guidance in your path. If you would like to reach out to us, you can email us at greenmanlessons at gmail.com or you can check out Lessons of the Green Man on Facebook. I do hope that we'll hear from you soon and that you'll be able to comment and add to the dialogue. Thank you and have a great day.